Hey, this is Kim Davis. Welcome to another one-on-one podcast. And today I'm one-on-one with Fred Shu of UserCare. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, Kim. Thanks for having me. I know you're from the Bay Area. What brings you to New York this week? Well, there's some uh, activity around uh, Ad Week, and there's some offshoot uh, uh, meetings, conferences around uh, this interesting topic these days, more appearing more and more frequently around social chat yeah. uh, and bots. And uh, bots, bots very much your business, as we're about to find out. And as I understand it, user care has been around about one year, about a year, a real startup. Yeah, we've been around for about a year. Um, we're based in the Bay Area. We have just about 20 people. Um, the make of the company is just about 60% engineers and call it 40% non, non-technical, so we call that the business side. Okay, and we were talking a little bit before we started, and you were saying um, you're very convinced that messaging is becoming a really key form, key channel of communication. So tell me about the problems or challenges that user care set out to address. What did you want to do with the brand? For sure. So <clears throat> I personally have come from uh, an advertising technology world, so as you may uh, have heard of, uh, advertising technology really takes, these days, takes a lot of, uh, a lot of sort of data, mm-hmm. uh, uh, technology by way of machine learning, uh, into making as much of a real-time decision as possible. Interestingly enough, me and my team, who have come from ad tech, we thought about, you know, applying some of those uh, historic, pro- historic approaches with, you know, a problem that we all face today. I'll go back to my my household problem, not problem, but household uh, reality, which is yeah. when my wife wants to contact me, whether it's about picking up the kids or buying some groceries, she won't call me. She will text me. Yeah. And so call it for the be- for better or worse. I think that we use it here. We all realize uh, and we want to build for a world that's, that's focused around messaging. And this is certainly true when it comes to customer service or customer support, isn't it? I mean, we occasionally still have to send emails and check our inbox a day later for a reply, but people are expecting uh, much more timely uh, communications with brands these days, aren't they? Absolutely. So uh, Momo presents basically 24-7, 365 interaction with with a brand or a retailer. Uh, When I'm shopping online and I want something and it's 10 p.m. at night, I call it from the web, borrowed from the web world, I usually have been forced to just expect a response perhaps the next day or even or even three days from now on the following Monday. Right. Right. We ask ourselves, does the world really have to be like that? <laughs> and uh, we've all had the experience even using um, a chat service. You go on and you, you enter your name or your account number, whatever they ask for, and then you sit there and you wait for the poor human who's got about 20 chats coming in to get around to responding to you. So, although it's great to chat with a human, there are some constraints on that, aren't there, if you want a quick reply? Absolutely. So, I like to, I'd like to bring as many examples, uh, again, that, that I, I personally uh, have, have felt, as well as our company has seen. Um, uh, I think a great example is going to be uh, food ordering services. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I recently ordered uh, from a popular food delivery service uh, in the Bay Area, uh, you know, it told me that my food would come 45 minutes later. It actually was 60, 65 minutes into it, and I didn't have any status. Right. Um, the only way I could chat with the agent or have any support was either call on number one or click on the chat button. 
there was a poor fellow in the other end of the chat who basically spent, you know, long story short, five to ten minutes yeah. triaging with me what the problem was. Well, wow. my problem was that the food didn't arrive. Right. <laughs> and then I was forced to kind of ask for a refund, and he would ask me if uh, uh, I wanted either credit with the system or, you know, a refund uh, to my credit card in five to seven days. But just sort of speak to that, to, to your point, I mean, it, it was a okay experience, right? It wasn't as timely as I hoped, hoped for. Um, I didn't end up kind of getting what I wanted, which was, well, I didn't get my food. I got the second thing that I wanted, which basically was a refund. And it's difficult for, for a company with um, an awful lot of customers who have issues and questions and problems. It's really hard to scale chat services using humans, isn't it? So the alternative is to put a bot on there. What are the problems with that? Yeah, so I, I think that the world right now is is, in two, is for the most part on t- in two camps when it comes to uh, uh, bots or bots implying messaging. There is that is um, on one hand you have humans who are basically trying to interact with other humans through a, a chat interface. I call that the, the new CRM. Right. In a lot of ways, user chair has built and attacks that market. On the other end, you have what's called dumb bots. You know, there are now a dozen. Uh, uh, kind of point and click, drag and drop, kind of uh, pre-scripted, uh, kind of uh, dumb bot builders out there, right? right. Um, so I think that the problem that a lot of a lot of these these bots have is that it lacks user context. But when we think about the problem about servicing an end user, we try to think like an agent. What would a human agent do? Mm-hmm. A human agent would probably not only ask questions but look back into history. Uh, look back into as much context about this end user as possible. You know, if it were a chat between friends, it would be all the context you'd have uh, uh, from you know potentially years of history with that person. If it were a e-commerce transaction, it would be simply looking up order details. Right. So unless dumb bots or bots can sort of address the data or address the context, we feel that it's still going to be a far away from delivering a real serviceable uh, chatbot experience. Okay, so what we're really talking about is the difference between having a bot with a set of pre-scripted responses, which kind of assume you know what the customer's going to be asking, and on the other hand, a smarter bot who can actually respond to what the customer is asking because they understand context to some degree or other. And that implies, of course, the thing which everyone's talking about these days, which is artificial intelligence. So I don't expect you to reveal your secret source, but how are you training bots to be smarter about context? Yeah, so we have, uh, you know, our team has a, has a number of uh, PhDs in AI, uh, natural language processing. Even our CTO, Barry Coleman, has a, has a background not only in artificial intelligence, but also he, uh, he came from a company called uh, ATG, which, which sold to Oracle for a billion. ATG was one of the original pioneers and sort of online desktop chat, right? Um, so AI is a fairly loaded topic. There are There is a lot of buzzword these days mm-hmm. around natural language processing, around deep learning, around artificial intelligence. But if you think about what those really mean, a human can't really pre-program a machine to learn, right? right? Much like you can't, you know, and I think a lot of, a lot of uh, bot builders are gonna start facing this, this reality. Um, we have a view, which is, AI does need to be trained. Mm-hmm. It does need to be trained based off of 
data based off of interactions, and it will eventually take on a life of its own. But still, our belief is one shouldn't rely just on AI. Uh-huh. The, okay. the human touch point, especially that companies have or brands have with end users, is a very, very valuable thing. I think, in our opinion, it would be potentially uh, torpedoing or, or brand suicide to simply throw a bot uh, against, you know, a uh, either a, a segmented or blended group of, of customers, unless that bot is really, really good. So AI is is, is much more. It, it is a uh, completely separate offshoot uh, topic. But these days, I think we're increasingly seeing a convergence uh, of sort of you know parts or subsets of AI with this sort of chat and bot sort of uh, topic. Okay. Let's split this into, I think, two topics. Um, and correct me if I'm misunderstanding you. One thing which we can talk about a bit more is training the bots, where human involvement, some degree, is required. And the other thing is maintaining the human touch for the end user. And are you suggesting there's a role for a smart bot but at some point in the interaction, if necessary, you transition to human contact. In other words, if a bot can completely answer the customer's question, what time does the store open, you're done. But if it's more complicated, you then transition out of the bot space to a human agent. Yeah, we, I, so we believe that the best, we believe that the best uh, uh, customer response uh, practices are always going to be the human is going to be in control. Right. Uh, a a artificial intelligence engine or artificial intelligence bot should be able to pick up on things like sentiment. Is the user getting pissed off? Uh-huh. Is the user happy? Um, uh, think about that perhaps even as a uh, second bot, almost like a little sh- little uh, uh, little little angel, perhaps that sits on the <laughs> shoulder of of, a, of an agent. Okay. There can be other bots too that inform an agent. For example, you know, uh, <laughs> uh, issue resolution was this a simple question mark was this a simple ask about our you know uh, uh, hours of operation or was this somewhat complex about being in order history right we can pick up we can and should be able to pick up on not only what the end user is feeling but also what their issue is and at the end of the day arm and a uh, human agent to say you know what the system pretty good response in fact it's probably 90 95 percent accurate and you know what we will we will uh, we'll use this but does the agent have to go through a lot of the heavy lifting to switch terminals, to look up order data, to uh, uh, type you know, two sentences versus having something where it's, which is uh, easy, almost like a key truck, to, uh, to issue the, the issue response? We believe the world can get there pretty soon. That, and that is really important from the point of view of the user experience. You just reminded me of maybe the dumbest bots they are, which are, which are the kind of... Um, Machines which answer your telephone call, and everyone's had the experience. You get this machine, and you give them your name and your account number and your phone number and everything. Then they transfer you to a human agent, and the first thing the human agent says is, "Can you spell your name for me?" And you've completely wasted all that time. Now, presumably, what you're looking at is when a problem, if a problem comes to a human agent, they've got the context of the interaction with the bot in front of them. Cor- correct. Um, you know, uh, even with uh, nat- natural or sort of a voice, vo- speech recognition, I'm picking up on things. I- I've I've felt that before. I've been there. I've, I've you know I've been in a crowded background with yeah. crowded background noise and it not being able to pick up on me. Yeah, in terms of whatever the whatever is 
that's sort of uh, the pre-query sort of uh, 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 building the query, call it, call it if you will. So once the query has been sort of uh, sanitized and verified, then yes, what is the experience? What should the experience be? Okay. Um, now, just going back to training for a moment, uh, machines can learn stuff, but they do need some supervision to start off with. They usually need data. They need stuff to digest before they can start to um, improve their algorithms or their behavior. So what kind of content do you feed into the bots to train them? Yeah, in our context, since uh, the bulk of the type of customers we're working with or will be working with, in our opinion, will be uh, uh, retailers, um, e-commerce providers, um, you know, uh, Fortune 500 global brands, as well as gaming companies. Um, <coughs> usually, uh, you can we, we require things like uh, chat history, like email history, transcript history. Maybe a company has a, an existing CRM with one of the uh, major sort of desktop CRM companies. We make all, all we make all that stuff easy to import in our system. We call that the data sync process. Okay. In, in addition, uh, you know, we encourage companies to give us any FAQs they may have. You know, even if it's pre-built on the web, yeah. accessible, our system can understand it. That makes sense. So, are you integrating CRM data with the process? Yes, we take any CRM data um, out there. That's uh, which uh, maybe the major, major providers uh, give and give make a really simple uh, uh, process to let the, to ingest that data in your system. Got it. Okay. And um, trying to understand this a little more. Sorry. Just to clarify, are you doing this uh, exclusively in-app, or are you looking to provide a, a website service as well? We're looking to provide any any service starting with the messaging window. So when we think about a messaging window, um, yes, there is an, an in-app window, and we provide for an SDK um, uh, to, to allow uh, uh, developers to embed that, that window. Um, Messaging to us means also third part, the major third-party messaging services like Facebook Messenger, okay. uh, Line, WeChat, etc. And last, yeah, yes, eventually the desktop. Um, although the desktop, you know, probably isn't as uh, an area that's being too too developed these days. Right. In, in sort of deference to the mobile, right, emoticons, uh, sending rich media videos and such. Yeah. But the world on the desktop still very much to us seems like a text-based world, almost a simplified world as it is right now. But yes, in, in short, any any uh, interaction with the customer that we can pro allow customers to, our businesses, customer businesses to, to interact with, as long as it's through sort of a meshing window, it is a platform that we will be supporting. Okay, and building in natural language processing, sentiment analysis, and CRM data all into this broad perspective of understanding the context of where customers coming from. Correct. And I, and I know it sounds like a, a, a potentially a mouthful of, of various approaches yeah. or technologies being used, but in the end, we feel that the experience from that, that an end user sees, it has to be very simple and it has to be very human. Okay. Um, just a year into it then, I know you've got some exciting stuff coming up down the road, which maybe we can talk about next time. But Fred, thanks for taking me through that. Excellent. Okay. Thanks for having me, Kim. And thanks, everyone, for listening in, and catch us with the next one-on-one -on -one podcast.